Here we go! Well, I do seem to attract the scum of the Earth. Yeah, that sounds about right. Watch out! <laughs> Boy, you are not ready. Do what you were born to do. You are a hero. Finishing this fight. All right, let's get started with episode 13 of the Current Gen Podcast. My name's Tim. I'm here with Derek. Hey, how you doing? And Dan. What's up? So I... Every every week I'm gonna make one sound like I'm excited they're here and one sound like I'm not. So this week I was excited that Derek was here and Dan I was a little disappointed that he was here. Sure. Yeah. You're hoping he called out. Yeah. So next time I will uh, I'll switch it up. I'll be like Dan and Derek. All well, right. I don't have any sick days yet, so I can't call out. That is a good point. Yeah, you've got no PTO. I'm sorry. Um. All right. We are gonna dive into a whole bunch of video game talk. There's actually a brand new game out that I do want to talk about a little bit. We're also gonna start. The first, I think we'll do this in three parts, leading up to The Last of Us Part Two uh, game release. And we're going to do our own video game book club, and we're replaying through The Last of Us Part One, getting ready for Part Two. But I think we'll throw that to the end of the show in case folks who have never played it, for whatever reason, want to avoid spoilers. Because I do want to just kind of talk about everything that happens in those yeah. first few. So we'll do that at the end, but let's kick things off with stuff we are currently playing. And I got to just say, first off, I am... I'm only like an hour into it, but I'm playing Xenoblade Chronicles Definitive Edition on the Switch. And oh boy, do I love it. Sweet. Did you play the uh, back on the Wii? or? Nope. Never played on the Wii. It's one okay. of those ones that I hunted down for a couple months there when it was really okay. hard to find. And then I just gave up on it. I think I tried, I want to say there was a demo for the 3DS. I okay. can't remember if there was a demo yeah, yeah. or maybe if I rented it from Gamefly. I can't remember what it was, but or the new remember, 3DS, right? Because wasn't the, it yeah. the like upgraded version? Yes, it was the new 3DS. But I don't. I remember thinking like, ah, this just doesn't look great, and I was kind of done playing the DS at that point. Yeah. So, kind of gave up on it. I just wrote it off as like I'll just probably never play that one, and that's fine. Um, so I'm so glad they made this, and I'm not as far into it, but um, I just now got to the part where I'm delivering. I'm supposed. I'm the. They made me control the girl character. And I have to deliver food to uh to our hero yeah. it's been a while in. so i don't really quite remember it's right at the beginning um okay. i've only done a few little battles here and there but i gotta tell you i love it i'm playing it in handheld mode primarily i did throw it up on the big screen briefly and it seems to perform really well and it looks it looks like an up last gen game which is not a diss on it it just doesn't look um like it is not a 4k brand new rpg like i'm also playing nino kuni on and off and that art style is just very different. Oh, it just yeah. looks, it holds up a little better. Cell shading holds up definitely pretty well. It really does. Uh, but there are pieces of this that hold up great too, like certain characters and certain textures actually look surprisingly good. Just well, depends. they upgraded the character models. They completely redid them. So. Yeah, characters look fantastic. Their faces look good. Um, I'm using the English uh, voices because it's got like those British accents. I actually think the acting is not bad. Yeah. I know some, some people bash it, I guess, but I, didn't, I thought it's good. Really? pretty good. Yeah. Oh. But I like it. I think it's good, and the combat system's cool. You activate battle, you just run up near the enemy and start hacking away, and then as your combat arts build up, they're on this little kind of a hot bar that goes horizontally across the bottom of your of your HUD, and then you kind of can select you know, your heal, your support, your uh, attack move, 
Uh, maybe you want to position yourself behind the enemy while they're attacking one of your party um, members of your party and then hit them with a, a move that maybe does critical from a certain position. It's really cool. It's really it's really fun. So I'm not that far into it, but I'm digging it so far. Are you guys playing this new one? I am. I'm um I'm actually two hours in. I was actually gonna play some today, but I spoiler alert, I'm almost done with The Last of Us already. Oh, you kept on you kept on going. I just kept going. Yeah. Um but I, I played two hours in handheld mode, um, because I just play on the switch light. I don't bother with my other switches. I like it. Like, well, I already like the game, but um I feel like the um, the way it looks, especially since I have a lot of memories of sitting there for 40 hours playing it on the Wii and standard deck and it being not ugly. I appreciated it back then a little bit more. It was kind of ugly. <laughs> but it was, <laughs> it was ugly, but it was still, it was good looking for a Wii game. I guess yes, that's yes. why I say I appreciate it. Was it was massive. I pre- yeah, I appreciate what they were able to do on the Wii. Um, but anyways... <laughs> I th- I would say uh, as far as how it looks, I'm pretty impressed. Like the to not just jump from standard depth to high depth, but just everything feels not current gen. I would say what Tim said. I would th- I feel like this is like a 360 game that they they did a like 1080p like yes. cleanup to. That's something. what it looks like to me. And like a 720p game that went to 1080p. Which is, um, which is like, hey, this looks nice. It's not yeah. it's not gonna be the one thing you show off as the best looking game ever. But I don't think it also it, it also does not look like, oh, I'm gonna slog through this old ugly game. It's not that at all. It's well, pretty. And that's why that's why they upres like the character models. I think some they did some work with the backgrounds too. But considering this hmm. is uh, two gens ago, they kind of had to. Because I, I feel like if they just upres it, it would have it would have looked weird, right? The yep. biggest thing for me, the biggest improvement again, coming from somebody who played 40 hours of it, <clears throat> is they changed, like, all the menus and stuff, and that is yeah. huge. Because when I played on the Wii, mm-hmm. I wasn't as smart as I am now, and I had no idea what I was doing. I was like, I don't know. I don't get what do I have equipped? What, what's better? I, I Like, everything was everywhere. The, mm. the menus were god-awful on the Wii. That um, was a complaint, yeah. So they have fixed that. They've made, for me, the quests easier for... And I can't remember this, so I could be wrong. I don't remember it being the same as it is now on the Wii. Um, but I, I basically just go up and talk to somebody. I don't read what they say. I just talk because I'm like, I just want the quest. I just want the quest. And then when you go out in the field, like the open area, they'll mark, like, if you're doing, like, a monster hunt, basically, they'll mark the, the, the insects or beasts that you need to... To kill to complete this quest and most of the quests not all of them especially side quests will once you do it they just complete it you don't have to run back to the person and be like hey i, I killed those three animals you asked me to kill yeah um that's something I, if i remember correctly in the wii version you would complete a quest but you had to go back to them and say hey i did it and then that's when you would get credit for it plus it was really hard to track the quest um, this one's way easier. Like I literally in my two hours, I completed like ten or fifteen quests just from going out in the fields, running around and fighting animals um, and collecting stuff. Um, but overall, I think it's a good package. I think, uh, and I said this before, if you're sitting on the fence, if you're curious, uh, I think that fifty dollars price point uh, on Amazon is definitely worth it. Even if you got to pay sixty, it's worth it. 
Um, it's got a ton of gameplay. Like we're talking, the main story is. Well, it looks here like the original game had 400 side quests, and yeah, I think they've added more. more. This game is uh, over 400. Just, if you were just the mainline the story, I think it takes almost 70 hours to do. It's if very long. Do, yeah. yeah, if you were to do everything, it takes hundreds of hours. Plus, they've added on um, a like post epilogue. Game. Yeah, so. Well, I really, I really dig the setting too. It's a very unique setting where it's yeah. like, it's basically tells you the story of how this world was quote unquote created. And that is, at first, it was just water and sky for as far as you can see. There's nothing else. And all of a sudden, these two behemoths came into existence and started battling. Yeah. That's not really the only way. It's almost like these are the two gods essentially that are and doing battle. They kill each other yeah. while locked in battle, and then they now become essentially the land mass yeah. that You're everything lives on. on. Them. Yeah. And you don't really realize the scope of how big they are until after the whole opening sequence, it zooms out and it lets yep. you see that that whole big battle you were just a part of. At the beginning, they let you control a pretty high-level character and kind of get a feel for the game a little bit. And then it zooms out and you realize, like, oh, that was just on one small part of the sword that's connecting across, yeah. like that's connecting this two giant beasts. So I really like, I really like the setting. I think it's pretty cool. Um, there's also a lot of lore they're already introducing right because I, I never played the first one so this is all new to me yeah. um they introduced a lot of lore with this weapon this uh, i forget what that's called it's the yeah, special red sword i think it starts with the m um and it clearly has some kind Manado. of power what is it Manado. yeah and Manado. it clearly has some kind of power and also your main character shulk is apparently he's a weapons lab rat he's always in the weapons lab always trying to learn new stuff and he's trying to figure out the secrets behind this thing so right away i'm, I'm already hooked i'm very excited to keep playing this thing so i'm really digging it oh also just a real quick before we move on to something else if you played xenoblade chronicles 2 and then you buy this game and you load it up it'll ask you if you want to receive a bonus that bonus is a hundred thousand dollars in credits yeah. sweet which the reason I mention that is because as soon as you get into this uh, the main city or whatever, I went to a merch merch and bought like high level <laughs> armor. That's what I did. Yeah. Yeah. So I have which by like, the way I would not have anywhere near that much money at the beginning. You have a no. few hundred and everything yeah. costs in the you know the low thousands. And so with the hundred thousand gold you just buy whatever you want you so know. it definitely it nice. definitely it helps you as far as making the at least in the beginning your yeah. uh your combat a little bit better for you to survive because that was a nice little bonus that i didn't even know was part of it i also kind of like that you have stuff you equip which is what your stats are all based around what you have equipped but then you also have stuff that you wear like how you look so you can there's two different things. You can equip a brand new hat for the stats, but it won't show up on your character. You actually have to change that in the appearance equipment menu. So yeah, that's cool. Kind of like that too. All right. Well, we'll talk more about that one as we play it some more, but I'm really digging it so far. It's just really cool to have this massive uh, RPG. Yeah. In the really, palm of your hands. I love it. I love it. Um, my kids only, not me, because I, I actually do want to try it. My kids have been hogging it. They've all been playing Minecraft Dungeons and loving it. Um, I will say this. On the Xbox 360, or, I'm sorry, Xbox One X specifically, it looks gorgeous. And I don't yeah. say that about Minecraft very often. But they, it's it's almost like they were like, they, they, they know what makes that art style good, and they doubled and tripled down on it and it just looks so clean and crisp the animation is great the effects as you're battling and 
as all these waves of these little um, I forget what all the enemies are called, but all little zombies and the whatever they're called. Oh, they, explodey dudes. Yeah, explodey dudes. There's some kind of elder or something or other. Whatever. Listen, it's a cool looking little game. It really is like Diablo Light. You know, it's like Diablo for kids. And there's a ton of loot. Um, it's also cool watching them play when, as they kill enemies, there'll be, if there's a piece of loot on the ground, it'll actually be outlined with the color of whichever player that's reserved for. So it, it, it's not one of those things where you fight over it because they were doing local co-op, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so this one's reserved for player one. This one's reserved for player two. So you might get that. It's all randomized. You might get that armor. They might get that weapon, whatever else. But then you could trade, I'm guessing, right? I actually played it a little bit just because... Uh... It was tied to some Xbox rewards. Mm-hmm. It's trash. <laughs> so everything you, Tim said, unless you're a ten-year-old girl, it's trash. Well, I do have a seven-year-old girl who's really digging it. So that's close. That's pretty close. Um, and the the uh, more two, knock on your sons who are acting like girls, right? Now. Why is it just for girls? <laughs> yeah, it's a good question. Uh, I think it's I think it's pretty good, and it's only twenty bucks, so it's pretty cheap. Um, it's not it's not like you're investing a ton in some massive game, and it's I mean, listen, if you like Diablo and Darksiders Genesis and that kind of stuff, play those games. They're way better when it comes to the loot, the story, the combat, of course. But if you want to play something for fun with the little ones in your house, or maybe with a non-gamer friend or spouse or somebody, this is not uh, a bad. Honestly, game. it's pretty cool for a Game Pass game. I wouldn't, yeah. like you said, I wouldn't invest more than the time I put in it. But I did. I was actually pleasantly surprised because I hate Minecraft. And I was like, this actually looks still ugly because I hate the, the... I hate that style. I yeah. hate that style. Yeah. But I was like, this is... A, oh my God, cat, go away. She's pissing me off. She's eating <laughs> all my cords. Um, but anyways, it, it looks really good. It's real clean looking and it plays Yeah, yeah. And some of the enemies are pretty cool. I don't um, think she appreciated your ten-year-old girl comment, Derek. That's. I don't, th- I don't think she did either. She's yeah. fighting back for all the women yeah. in the world. <laughs> um, yeah. So my kids loved it so much that that uh, the boys wanted to get it on their switches because they want their own copy with their own. They didn't want to keep asking me to use. Sure. Uh, the Xbox. Um, and also, I didn't want them to keep using the Xbox. So I was like, Hey, if you want to spend some of your own, they have their own money. Um, I don't know if I told you guys that we use this green light yeah, app yeah. that they get their own cards, and so they've got they had some money in their savings, and they wanted to buy it on their Switch. More power that. to them. And it actually frees up the TV. That way they don't take it every screen time. So that's fine with me if they want to spend their money on it. So they bought themselves copies on Switch. And apparently uh, Mojang is planning on uh, cross-platform play, like cross-play. That's just not ready yet. But they are planning a free update that's going to allow that. Because you do, if you want to play online, you do have to sign in with your Microsoft account, which was weird on my Nintendo sure. logging in. With our, we have Microsoft accounts for the whole family, you know. But um. By the way, speaking of cats real quick, you remind me of this. I have to share this with you guys. You'll appreciate it. So our cat, <laughs> before Derek killed his, um, our cat had kittens. Ah, nice. And, and they're mostly gone now. They're up. They're over eight weeks old, so most of them have been shipped off yeah. to other homes. Yeah. We kept one because he's right. super adorable, and the kids loved him, and so we just had to keep of one. Course. So we have, we have Mama Cat, and we've got uh, – he's a male, a male cat. All right, so we've got – what is she's probably a year and a few months old now maybe i didn't realize like female cats can have kittens super young so she got pregnant super young but anyway all that to say you guys dan said floozy Derek said whore my wife calls her hussy all the time 
She's like, what are you doing in here, hussy? Because she's, dude, she's already back out there today. The kids are like, dad, we can't find, her name's Sunday. Like, we can't find Sunday. She was fighting with this big, mean white cat, and I can't find him. I was like, kids, I don't think they were fighting. Because in the cat world, getting it on is, is basically sexual assault. And so when I, I kind of ran down a couple of uh, blocks, and I could see, I saw kind of her head. And then I saw this big, mean white cat. And dude, he was right on top of her going to town. He was right there. And as, as soon as he that. saw me, he jumped out the office, started hissing at me. And she kind of quietly like slinked <laughs> beside me and like walked home with him. Female cats sound like they're in pain when they're doing it. It's because male cat wieners have like prickly things on them. So Isn't that real? I think it is, yeah. I think huh. it is. So but anyway, like so of course we started inside. looking things up. Like, okay, can we, can we get a cat spayed when she's in heat? We're not sure. And apparently... Uh, vets will charge a ton more if they're actively in heat because it's a okay. much more complex process. Anyway, all that to say, we now have to either, because I've been researching how do you get a cat out of heat, sometimes <laughs> sometimes it's a cycle that kind of ends for a little bit and then they'll start it back up. Yeah. But for a lot of female cats, you can't tell when the cycle is over and they just stay in heat till they get pregnant. And I'm like, dude, these female cats have a problem. Some yep. weird porn you're looking up there. My uh, <laughs> my search history from this afternoon is pretty crazy. <laughs> my but. oldest cat, and she's not that old. We got her, I think, September or October last year. Yeah, that sounds right. But she started probably three months ago. So it was probably after she was four or five months old. She started going to heat. And it's like crazy. Like She's obnoxious. She just sits there like this. I'm like, oh my god, shut up! Thanks for the visual. Uh... <laughs> That's why we don't do YouTube anymore. Fair. Yeah, so that was, and it was funny because my oldest son, he's 13, and he's just in super nosy, nosy, nosy mode. Everything my wife and I are talking about, he has to jump in and like be part of the conversation, ask us to recap everything so we can catch up, and it's just so frustrating. And so we were right in the middle of talking about this whole thing with our cat and and I, we were actually joking around about how couldn't she pick a better looking cat this is an ugly white cat from a few houses down like we want cuter kittens like pick a different cat and katie was joking about like should we just leave the garage door open tonight and just let her go and get get this done and get the second batch and then we'll get her spayed and as we're talking about this my son comes up and he starts trying to like catch up on the convo and so the only way i got him to leave it alone i was like we're talking about the mating habits of animals do you want to dig in you want to dig in right now and he's <laughs> nope. like no <laughs> I'm out. Yeah. I'm out. Anyway, out. you said cats, and that reminded me of that. All right, so what else are we, you guys playing? We'll talk about Last of Us uh, to close out the show. What else are you guys playing? Anything of note? I mean, I put uh, technically an anime on there and a game, but I know I, every time I try what to bring anime, up anime, you, you guys it. are like, oh, whatever. Don't anime. lump me in with this, dude. <laughs> anime sucks. What trash. actually is your opinions on anime? Because like, it doesn't seem like you, you guys aren't – have you ever been into anime at all or – there are certain shows that I like regardless of the art style. Okay. Anime itself is an art style that I'm like, ooh, here's a new anime. I have to watch it. Yeah. I, don't, I'm not, I don't have a problem with it, but it's also not like the style itself doesn't do it for me. You're I not like into anime. anime. I hate, like, okay. I don't, like, you guys talk about, like, Nino Kuni, like, everybody likes Job, whatever, whoever Ghibli. makes it. Ghibli. I hate anime. So that was actually a turnoff for me for Nino Kuni. She's back at it again. Go away hate you um you so why do you right hate now. anime though like what's what's your beef with cars i just think it's it? ugly i think it's stupid looking it i think it's okay. childish trash i can sure. go on forever if you'd like um well, then it sounds like something you'd be interested in 
<laughs> so you go, there's your answer. It's basically I'm, a description I'm somewhat, of you. I'm somewhat indifferent because I like a bunch of different styles, but it's not like my favorite or least favorite. Derek does not like it. So there yeah. you go. Fair enough. Well, basically, I was all I was uh, I was kind of just asking in general because I don't think I've actually asked specifically why. But um, yeah, my uh, My Hero Academia, which is a, a newer series, it's in season four. Um, it's pretty cool. It's basically it's on, uh, Crunchyroll. Like, what? This is on Crunchyroll or where is this? It's pretty much on various service Crunchyroll. It's on. I watch it on Hulu. It's on Got Hulu. It. The, Hulu actually has a pretty solid collection of anime. Um, subbed. A lot of subs and and some dub too, but dude, Hulu's all. not bad these days. They've got some yeah. interesting stuff they're adding. Yeah, um, hmm. yeah, no, they, they were actually what was it, the SpaceX um, yeah. presentation? Mm-hmm. They had like a live uh, thing of that. Yeah. Well, they've gotten today. some movies that I'm surprised about recently too. Like I recently watched Parasite on there, things yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. I haven't watched that yet. Yeah. I've I yeah. heard it was really good, but on Hulu, I was like, whoa, it's yeah. pretty good to get. But anyway. Um, but yeah, it's just it's basically X Men the anime. I mean, to put it kind of like in a very sort of simple oh, okay description. Um, I mean, there's way more to it because it's act. They start as as kind of fairly young kids. Um, at a school now, for the gifted. Yeah, essentially, and like the actual world has like these people are heroes, these people are villains, and they're registered. Um, and they go to a school. So the heroes go to a school and and learn how to uh, develop their abilities and and become better. Um or to learn how to use their abilities better or grow them to do new different things to protect the world from the villains that are out there. So, um, but the, the main, uh, the main character actually, and this basically happens in the first episode. So it's not like it's a spoiler or anything. It's literally the premise of the show. Um, so basically when people started become uh, having getting powers, it started slowly and then basically I think like they threw out like 80% of the world of people have powers in the Dang. show. Um, but the main character was power. He had no powers. He's just a human. So like in the first episode, some things happen and then he is no longer just human. And then he basically it's kind of like foreshadowing. It's him saying how this is his story of how he became the greatest superhero of all time. So basically it's almost like a Quentin Tarantino thing. He's kind of like, this is how, this is my story. Um, Got it. So yeah, it's, I hate Quentin Tarantino. So okay. That's great. Is it because he's stupid and childish and you hate his art stuff? (laughs) There you go. (laughs) There you go. I just, it has a really good story. It has a lot of hearts. Um, and the fights are really cool. Um, Especially the ones when they like, there's certain fights in anime. I know you guys don't watch anime as much, but there are certain moments in certain shows where they put more budget into it, so the animation's even more crisp and more fast. So like those fights are really just visually really awesome. So. By the way, speaking of anime fight scenes, I used to watch Dragon Ball back in the day. Yes. Um, not all of it, but I've seen a good amount of it. But um, did you see that someone had created? They took um, the YMCA song and put it in a minor key. No. <laughs> And then when you play the opening of the YMCA song in a minor key, it sounds a lot like the music behind a Dragon Ball fight scene. Oh, they really? actually put it behind the fight scene. <laughs> Once they start singing, it kind of drops okay. off. But like, the it's really funny because it yeah. totally fits. But yeah, I don't think I'd seen that. But that's yeah, that sounds pretty funny. Yeah, yeah. But you're also playing some Hollow Knight. You digging that game? Yeah, I mean, because so I've I've been sort of in a funk with games, trying to just find something to be like, you know, I played Final Fantasy. That was the game I was anticipating the most. Um, and then it was such a letdown. You're like looking for something to cheer you back up. Exactly. Yeah. Stupid square. Um, but no, I played Hollow Knight on the Switch uh, originally. 
Um, It just didn't have all the DLC. So I think uh, if I'm not mistaken, the Void Heart edition is all of the DLC up to that point when they released it on the PS4. I believe so. Um, But then there was supposed to be the new DLC coming out, but then they decided to turn it into a whole game. So that's not out yet, but um, right. it has it has a character that you meet in this game that's going to be like the main character. I don't remember her name, but oh, nice. um, but it's really cool. It's a it's a awesome Metroidvania game. The art style is amazing. It's all hand drawn. It almost sort of reminds me of like a if like Tim Burton was like, hey, let me get involved in a Metroidvania game. Yeah, kind of like yeah. this weird insect Tim Burton type of aesthetic. Yep. Um, yeah. The one thing that kind of bothered me about it was. Uh... Well, there's a couple little things. I really enjoyed it, but I did start to feel the backtracking. And they do unlock a yeah. few fast travel options, but yeah, yeah, yeah. even with some of the fast travel stations, dude, there was so much traveling yeah. back and forth trying to figure out where to go next. And I part of so me appreciates busy. that, and part of me is like, oh my gosh, I don't have time for this. So that, and then also, I wanted more color in the game. I understand that's part of the art style, but it's such cool art style, and then it's still drab after a while. I was, And I think it's because I prefer... Um, I've recommended this game a million times. I know mm-hmm. most people won't ever bother playing it, but I've always loved Sundered. I thought that game was fantastic okay. and very similar in terms of its side-scrolling Metroidvania. But yeah. the combat system is amazing. I think it's way better than something like Hollow Knight. It's really, really good. Um, but the the art style is so gorgeous, and there's just colors everywhere. And I love mm-hmm. the colors in, in that game. So I felt like Hollow Knight, some people liked that, actually, the black and white. Kind well, it's of. not all like that. There's different areas. Like, there's there's there some are. areas that are sort of more co- like the one of the first areas. It's um, what's it called? Green something. But it's it's a lot, a lot of greenery. Right. Um, there's so some. Kind of feels almost like more like woodsy. Underground. Yeah, it's not. It's not like limbo. So it's not all yeah, yeah, yeah. black and white. But it's close. Yeah. But it's um. Close. Yeah. No, I really like it. I, I I actually do like the combat. I like the kickback of when you're mm-hmm. using your uh. It's uh, it's called uh your nail is the weapon. Right. Um, I like the kickback because it kind of just feels, I don't know, it feels kind of realistic. Like you're this little dude hitting this like big enemy. So you're just sort of bouncing yeah. back because, you know, you're small. So. What do you think you are in that game? I feel like you're some kind of bug, but I don't know. Because it, <laughs> um, it seems like you're in some kind of insect world. Well, yeah, but... it's definitely like an insect world. I just, I don't, I don't really know what he is specifically. I forget yeah. if they actually sort of show what he is because I don't. He seems like some kind of little beetle or something i don't know what he is he's he's a cool he's a cute little fella yeah it's um, a cool game yeah nice all right well let's jump into some headlines we're going to circle back to our video game book club to talk some last of us which derek is flying through and i don't blame you like i just today actually i got to where we agreed we're going to go through the first four chapters um today we'll talk we'll talk about those today um but i also was like i don't want to stop right now i was compelled to keep going because after Chapter four, things pick up in a much different way. You go into a new city and some crazy stuff happens when you first get there. So um, I'll definitely keep playing it this week so we can continue our book club next week. But don't don't fear if you are nervous about spoilers. We're not going to talk about that yet. You still have some time, and I'll give you a warning before we do that. First, there's some headlines I wanted to go through and get your guys' takes on. Um, there's a rumor right now, and it sounds like we'll be getting a full reveal, I, must, I imagine, here in the next few weeks for the new Call of Duty game, which they're saying is probably going to be a Black Ops game. And right now the leak is, or the rumor is, it's Black Ops Cold War. Um, I was kind of hoping it'd be Black Ops 5 and they'd have five slashes because then they do uh, 
four mm-hmm. slashes before mm-hmm. instead of a, a slash and a video. And they're, so. and they're like, we hate Roman numeral. <laughs> so, like, just keep doing slashes, just like yeah. a bunch of slashes. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not that interested in this right now. I want Modern Warfare 2, and I understand those yeah. games take more than a year to develop. I get it. I just, Plus I really like, I really liked that group. game. It is. People are wondering, does this continuing the story, or since it says Cold War, that's the original Black Ops game was during the Cold War. Will they go mm-hmm. back and give this a similar, you know, retelling? Well, and yeah, they did that with Modern Warfare, so I almost feel like. Yeah, they might. But I mean, they would have been so far in development. I don't know if that's unless they sort of foreseen you know yeah. modern warfare doing so well because it was the most it's one of the more popular ones so yeah they kind of figured to do that with black ops but i mean derek you've been on and off hot and cold on call of duty sometimes you dig it and sometimes it's not your thing what would you want them to do uh i think what i said last time we talked about call of duty and that is i want them even though i appreciated the last campaign and i had fun with it i still think they need to change it up i don't think they will like until sales drop significantly, I don't think you're going to see any major changes to anything that they currently do. The yeah. only thing they'll do is add on based off of what's going on yeah. in gaming, meaning battle royale. Like yep. they added that on because that became a thing. Yeah, Warzone is um, like super popular right now. Yeah, yeah. well, that I actually have a desire to play Warzone too. Yeah. I, I I was. I downloaded on PC and I've even, excuse me, downloaded on my Xbox to maybe uh, play with Dan Phillips and Sasan and all of them. Um, but for me, I never care about Call of Duty news. I don't even really care about Battlefield. I don't care about any of those multiplayer shooters. Like, I always normally buy them because I'll play them for a little while, have fun with them, but I never get excited by them, like news That's on fair. them. Because or- yeah. I feel like they're so formulaic and they never change anything significantly that matters yeah especially with the multiplayer piece um i am i am i have a renewed interest in that series because of the modern warfare campaign i really enjoyed it um but that doesn't mean i expect all of them to be that good they've had some some duds as well and the black ops series i i did like the first one and then second one was okay and the third one i lost interest in and never finished and then the fourth one didn't have a campaign it had like right a series of missions it was like well, these training was, and that was the battle royale mode i don't know if they did it poorly on sales but i think they did poorly for their standards on like people staying with the game yeah i don't think it had the legs that some of these other ones have steering away from call of duty final fantasy crystal chronicles got an official release date this past yeah. week and that's going to come out to ps4 and switch and i think mobile devices too on august 27th sweet so crystal chronicles i think was on the gamecube it was on the gamecube yeah. um so this they made a, did they make a sequel on the wii or did he just release it on the wii because i think it was on the wii too i thought i don't it was, think it wasn't they on ever wii, no. released it Maybe I played it on the Wii because GameCube games could be played on that. Remember it that? Was, there was one that had, I think it had a similar name on the Wii, but it wasn't like the same type of game at all. There was think, there was a Final Fantasy Wii specific game. but Got it. You know, I think I just played the GameCube because you could put a GameCube disc in a Wii and play it. Like So you, that's how, okay. I, that's how yeah, I played yeah. a bunch of, that was a weird backwards compatibility thing. But yeah. anyway, that's August 27th. That game's coming out. So that's yeah. pretty sweet. That one's sort um, of a blind spot for me, but um, yeah. It'll yeah. have online uh, multiplayer, so if anyone's actually interested in trying it, then you can play online. Yeah, so when I, I posted, when I saw that um, 
that news go. I think uh, I got an email or I'm on Squaresoft's email list and I got an email from them. So I was like, Oh, this is cool. So I posted it in the group and I got, a, I thought a pretty surprising number of people saying like, I would totally play this with all you guys if you want to play. So yeah, nobody's going to play it. You know that. I, I mean, I would suggest for those of you who I'm are legit going to buy it and want to play it, you guys <laughs> should actually schedule like, all right, we're going to play together that weekend and whatever. Final Fantasy Fridays. Okay, uh, the Witcher video game series now has over 50 million units sold across its three games. It's barely anything. That's yeah, that's nothing. That's nothing. Um, I'm pretty sure they became CD Projekt Red became the most profitable European developer or publisher yeah. or something like that. Recently that's pretty too. awesome. Um, that's amazing, and I think CD Pro, uh, um, Cyberpunk is just going to push it even further. But uh, so the Witcher video game series now over 50 million. Witcher 3 accounting for over 28 million of those. <laughs> that's insane. Yeah, that's a lot of copies of a game. When you that's look crazy. at the arc of like, so like anyone who's never visually seen the first Witcher, it is yeah. it is gross. <laughs> like it is not a <laughs> it is not a nice looking game. Not anymore. Like, it looked good back then. Okay, oh yeah, no, back then for sure. But yeah. compared to now, like Geralt, like just looked like a weird dude. Yeah. Um, so like from them to go from Witcher one to into, they, they did one they each back to back, right? I believe. Do I don't think they did anything in between. Each oh one. no, yeah, that was their only series. Yep. Yeah. So like for them to kind of go, you know, such a huge jump, that's such yeah. a huge progression, and then to make yep. that much and kind of making the amount of money that they're making now is awesome. So. Yep. And the, it's crazy to me that The Witcher 3 is now a five-year-old game. That game came out five yeah. years ago. Um, still one of the best this gen and ever, really. Um, I'm not aware of any major Microsoft news other than I saw a couple quotes this past week, things like Phil Spencer saying, like, people still don't really know what they're going to get with next gen. Like, I, all right, dude. No one knows yet. I all. like Phil Spencer, but quotes like that are so annoying. Even without context, that's just – there's no good context to say something like that. It's like <laughs> – all right, you're just man. not ready. You're not ready yet. Yeah, people just aren't, they don't know what they're about to experience. I'm like, okay. I mean, if he's talking beyond graphics and stuff, maybe. But if he's talking like lighting, graphics, sound, all that stuff, PC gamers are definitely experiencing what, well, whatever. Okay, that's fair. But I would say even folks who haven't hit that peak of PC gaming, we understand what it means for a game to look better. And for things to load faster. So to pretend like we couldn't conceptualize what the sure. new generation is going to be like, I think it's a little bit weird. Maybe that's not what he meant, but when I saw that, I was like, we, I think I, know. I, I didn't take what you just quoted. I didn't take it that way. I took it as more like you guys can't fathom how amazing this is going to be. Like yeah. you can't like we've got so many things like you're probably thinking good graphics, all that stuff. You have no idea what you're gonna. See. Yeah, if he's I talking mean, beyond the game performance, then yeah, you're right. There could be some a, stuff. Yeah, in a literal sense, like I don't have a 4K TV, so I, I, it's not something that I'm used to unless I go to like a Best Buy or something. I'm like, oh, that's 4K. And like, well, why don't you run it, to the Best Buy in Midgar behind you? I'm sure there's a Best Buy back there somewhere. Um, I get think, one of those uh, Genera TVs. It was near the uh, the reactor when they blew it up. So. Oh god, you're yeah. screwed. Okay, that's yeah, bad. Yeah. That's too bad. I mean, I would say this. Like, I think. Um, as far as like next gen goes, I think I think it's going to be I think it's gonna blow us away, but not like oh my god. Like I think our initial reactions will be that. But Maybe. one of the things that I noticed when I was full on PS4 and Xbox One, like I had left 360 and PS3 behind. I remember hooking up my PS3 
that's probably six months, maybe a year after launch or whatever. And I was trying to download some games or whatever. Dude, it was so slow. Oh, like, yeah. I was like, I cannot believe I used this. I'm with you. <laughs> so, like, I, I still play NCAA 14 on my Xbox 360, yeah, yeah. and the time it takes to just turn the thing on, log in, find the game, start it up, and wait. I mean, it takes forever. It yeah. takes a and long time. We're experiencing time. delays now. They're not that big of a deal because they're still better than what we had previously experienced. But we're used to it now. We're used to what it is now. When we go to next gen, I do think with the SSD and all that stuff, and that's why they're hyping the PS5's SSD, everything's going to be instantaneous. It should be like right away, which yeah, honestly, I experienced a lot of that with PC. I think it's going to be better on the consoles just because you're going to be doing it with a controller, whereas I have to log in with my mouse and all that stuff. But yeah. Um, but it's very as far as speed and and all that stuff. Yeah, I think it'll it'll blow us away, but I don't think it's gonna. Yeah, it's nothing crazy until you go back and go, oh my god, I put up. Well, with I think this it's crap. I think it's the appropriate jump because like it's always just like oh the visuals are better and like maybe things mm -hmm. load a little faster. Like they they never have really focused on the things that do matter. Like I think having things more things load in and have things loading in faster is more important than just visuals being better. I think load point. I think that load times and I really think and I've emphasized this before in our show and I'm gonna do it again and I actually watched a whole IGN video. It was actually talking about TVs, but they really just focused on this area. And that's 120 hertz is what's going to matter. Yeah. Um, in fact, like, Dan, I don't know if you're going to ever upgrade. I really think you should. Oh, no, like, I'm going I, to, yeah. Uh, but before sure. you upgrade, do not make the stupid move of going, well, this is cheap, so I'll get it. Oh, yeah, no. I think you should get a 120 hertz TV. Like a Aren't native all TVs mostly hertz? 120, except if you go to, like, Walmart? Because no. that's the thing. I've always told people don't go to Walmart and buy their TVs because th most of them are 60 hertz. Well, most TVs on the market for 4K are 60 hertz. They're oh, okay. now just... What they'll do is they'll advertise them as 120, mm -hmm. but they'll say it's 120 true motion. Okay. You're looking for native because all true motion or whatever they call it, all it is is 60 hertz that they've like up res. So it's like, uh, I always use this example, PS4 Pro is a 4K console. No, it's not. Sure. It's native 4K for old ass games that nobody cares about. It's uh, try hard 4K for like the current gen games. So they take this 1800p whatever and they res it up to 2160, but it's not a native. It's well, the same thing with TVs with Hertz. They're not really giving you 120 Hertz. You actually have to type in native 120 Hertz 4K TV. And then you can go to like RTs or something like that. And they'll say, this one is a native 120 Hertz. But anyways, the reason I bring that up is I think low times, the SSG drive, all those are going to matter, and graphics, obviously. But I think what's going to blow a lot of you guys away, and I'm not just saying this because I'm experiencing it, but I don't think I would say it if I hadn't experienced it because it has changed gaming for me significantly, and that is the frames per second. Like, obviously, you guys are like, yeah, when I play a 60 frames per second game compared to 30 frames per second, you can feel the difference. But to go from being used to 30 frames per second and jump to 120, 90 even. Like, I've been playing The Outer World a lot. 
in the open area, open world of Outer Worlds, the game runs at 90 frames per second at 1080p. When I go in like a cave or whatever, like a, or a, a building, it's yeah. 120 frames per second, like consistent. I'm not talking like up and down, consistent. It's crazy. It feels so good. In fact, on my little monitor, the 1080p doesn't look 1080p. And we talked about this with the Switch. Like, and I was going to actually bring it up when we were talking about Xenoblade Chronicles. Xenoblade Chronicles is not the prettiest game in the world, but because we're playing it on a small, beautifully lit, like a well-done screen, it looks vibrant and better than what it really is. Yeah. Same thing with like my mo- my uh, little laptop. My little laptop's this 15.5-inch monitor screen, but it's well-lit. It's very crystal clear. And even though it's 1080p, I struggle to see, you know, if you go and play 1080p on a big screen, you can see the jagged edges. You can see that it's 1080p. This is really hard. So I think what you guys will get blown away with or a lot of console gamers will get blown away with is if, and I'm guessing they will, if they will hit 90 to 120 frames per second on first-person shooters like i think your open world like assassin's creed rpg games i think when assassin's creed comes out i would guess 60 frames per second i would hope um but i think once you hit 90 120 frames per second on first-person shooters stuff like that that's when you're going to be like okay this is next gen so yeah you're looking at a prettier game that's lit better and all that stuff but then you're also feeling how beautiful it is and how amazing it is so i have to process all of that too it has these consoles haven't been able to get to that point because they haven't you know they can't run the graphics as high as they want them to while still hitting high frames per second yeah i think with next gen with the amount of power both of them have put in i think you're going to see a lot of games at 60 i think 60 frames per second is going to be minimum for a lot of games i think you're going to see 120 yeah it's pretty cool. All right, so let's move on to Sony news then. Since Microsoft news, we didn't have any, but we manufactured some for you, Xbox. Uh, <laughs> but Sony actually did have some stuff to talk about from this week. I know they've Finally. been quiet, but they're starting to starting to chirp a little more. It feels like every week there's a little bit more. There's a Ghost of Tsushima state of play, and this past week there was Last of Us Part Two state of play, which I thought gave just as much uh of a nice dive in as we got with ghost of tsushima although this time was a little bit more i feel like i learned more about the story and the setting and a little less about like with ghost of tsushima they had to show us the combat with this yeah, it was more we like didn't know anything about that game. yeah we don't know anything and so this time we do know a lot and we kind of confirmed that a lot of the stuff you did before still exists but they did show a lengthy gameplay segment which had ellie looking like a stealth ninja running around and quickly hitting and killing enemies and i just thought it looked really fun it also looked like a pretty pro gamer probably programmer developer of the game who knows what they're doing and i was like i never look like that when i play uh last of us but um i really liked the state of play i do think if folks want to stay just completely uninformed they're not missing anything if you already like last of us this doesn't really tell you anything that you need to hear to already be convinced to get the game I didn't watch it. So. Um, but I also don't think it's spoiled. Like, I don't feel spoiled or like, uh-oh, they really told me something here. Like, mm-hmm. I, no. it's nothing I couldn't have surmised from even just the teaser trailer from a couple years ago. Like, I, I yeah. there's nothing really new to learn here outside of you do get to see a whole sequence play out where she's um, 
kind of fighting her way through these enemies to get somewhere. I think um, the only reason why I actually wasn't going to watch it, but because I have not been hyped for The Last of Us because of all the leaks of the story and just, like I said, a lot of negative uh, opinions about it. And again, it could just be haters. It could be legitimate people that were going to buy it that are like, nope, not going to buy it now. Um, but for me, like the hype dropped. And so I was like, okay, let's let's look look at this, but let's look at it the way I, I should look at it. And that's with native 4K. Like, so I didn't watch it live. And when I got to see that, I, I didn't watch, well, I did end up watching the whole thing. Um, I wasn't really paying attention to what Neil Drunkman was saying. I mean, I heard some of the stuff. I was more just caught up in watching this game play. Looks gorgeous. It looks amazing. Mm-hmm. It looks super fun, like really fun, chaotic, but still controlled. It was just, uh, it blew me away. Like I was There's like, more to do, even with like uh, the combat. Like I, and playing Last of Us right now, we'll talk about this, but the combat is limited to what, like two buttons, maybe for the most part, one button as you're doing yeah. any kind of melee combat. Yeah. And this looked like not only is there a little more complexity to it, but there's also counters now and depends on what weapon they have, okay. what weapon you have. And there's just a little more to it that, I was like, sweet, because that was the one thing, and I'll maintain this, that the first <laughs> Last of Us game struggled with, and that was developing a combat system that was airtight and just a great experience from start to finish. It was fine, but it just not isn't good. The shooting was good, not amazing. It hasn't been anything that they've excelled at, if you ask Correct. people, who like even going into the Uncharted series. The Correct. main complaint is usually like, oh, the gunplay is like wonky or like the bullets seem like they're going off in different directions or something so this this looks like like, whether the person's playing it just knows how to do it the right way we've all just been missing it or they've really truly i actually had like a john wick moment playing the last of us today and i'm not saying this like i do this all the time i actually after i finished the part i was like holy shit i just freaking one shot at everybody in the head like we're talking like five or six guys and I'm talking quick action, like John Wick stuff. And nice. I feel like a lot of it was not my skill because I know how I am on as shooters. I'm like <laughs> all over the place. Sure. Yeah. But, um, like what? but for me, I think a lot of it was part of it's the RPG. The, I know it's light, but the, the RPG elements. You got to remember, I'm playing this Last of Us, this run through. I'm playing fully maxed out. Like I, once I started the game, my character's fully maxed out. All my guns are maxed out. I don't have the ability to upgrade anything at all. It's already been done. So the reason I bring that up is I feel like the game, the the controls are tight. Like the gunplay is very tight. I'm able to aim. I feel very accurately, even when it's chaotic. There are times where, like, yeah, I do twitch, but I don't know if that's the game or if I'm just blaming myself because I don't feel like I'm the best shooter. Um, But I do feel like on this uh, playthrough, I felt like, and I even said, I was like, maybe I'm just getting better. But I'm now that I'm thinking about it, like, yeah, maybe I am getting better. But I also think it's, I'm fully upgraded. No, and to be fair, the fact that you're playing on, on New Game Plus. This is not your first rodeo. You've played this game before. You know the nuances of how to play it. So I do think it's legitimate. It's a legitimate criticism of this of The Last of Us to say they did not 
deliver an amazing combat system, whether it's melee well, or shooting. Melee they didn't. The biggest disappointment. Well, I still don't think the shooting was that great either. So, like, when I would shoot someone with a shotgun, it was very inconsistent, regardless of where I aimed, what the shotgun would do, how much damage it would. Like, those kind of things that yeah, there's a lot of inconsistency. And it's same with the bow and arrow and all those pieces. So, like, again, not enough to hate it, not enough to say this sucks. It was just kind of like, okay, this isn't the strength of this game. And this, the game has so many other strengths. I'm fine with that. We'll talk about that. But it looks like from Last of Us 2, they, it seems to me, again, could it just be depending on who's playing it, like there's gonna, it's going to be a lot more fun to do this stealth action-y stuff with Ellie. But I could be wrong. We'll see if it's – maybe it's going to be exactly the same, and I just have to get better. And I think if, the, if, if they're using Ellie most of the game, which I imagine we are, you never know with them um, – She's lighter weight. She's quicker than Joel. Joel is what forty something in, yeah, in probably, the Last yeah. of Us. Yeah, and he moved. I feel like he moved like a oh yeah shaped forty year old. Um, because even there's a part spoiler that you play as Ellie in The Last of Us, mm-hmm. and she doesn't have all the abilities Joel has, but she is quicker. Like yeah. I just finished that part, and I was like. Yeah. Yeah, she's super quick. She gets yeah. to be so, overpowered, though, because she's... Oh, dumb. they did show a lot of that, too. There's more evasion this time, too. So, like, as depending on what enemy is attacking you, you start to learn their patterns based on the weapon they have. And so and she's better at That's my huge so. issue. Like, and I know we're going to talk about it, but we're more going to focus on probably story and stuff. But my biggest gripe, and I don't know if I ever really complained about it in my five previous playthroughs, but keep in mind, it's been five years since I last played it. Um... The melee combat is pretty trash. Um, when it when you hit it, like when it reads it and you hit the guy, the impact of the hit, all that stuff, mm-hmm. the animation's top notch. I love it. It feels yeah. like I'm ripping somebody's head off. But the fact that I'll hit punch and then he'll just like swing through him, or <laughs> like they they don't have like a good like they, like Tim was saying, they're supposed to fix this counter system because they obviously realize the first one is broken. Because if they both characters are swinging at each other, they just pick one to go, oh, this one's going to hit me. You know, it's and- funny. I'm playing Mafia, too, and that has some little boxing melee stuff they introduced. And I was like, dude, this this melee combat's way better than The Last of Us is. Because <laughs> you've got light punch, heavy punch, and then there's a way you can do a counter and then a quick quick yeah. counter, that kind of thing. So anyway, sure. we, we digress. Which- the Last of Us Part Two state of play, if you don't mind seeing some of the game ahead of time, I highly recommend watching it. Like Derek said, on the best screen you got, um, watch it there. That being said, if you want to skip it because you're nervous about you know, seeing too much, you're not going to miss anything in terms of, should I buy this game or not? Like, No, it's just more evidence that this is going to be amazing. And yeah, you should buy it. Um, also, Sony has said, listen, they're not done. I feel like something every week is coming from Sony right now. Yeah. Um, this coming week, we're going to have what they're calling PS5, the future of gaming. It's happening, Tim. It's happening. It's this happening. is on uh, June 4th. So it's coming up this Thursday at 1 p.m. Pacific. See, now this so. is sweet, right? Because like, it seemed like everything was starting to go towards like July. I was like, oh, is July the new E3 month? Like, mm-hmm. But Sony's like, nah, I got this. We're, yeah. we're going to have some June stuff. So, yep. yeah. Yeah. And I, and I, I love that they just gave us, a, they only gave us a week heads up. It wasn't like, yeah. let, me, let us get you hyped for a month for this yeah, thing. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's yeah. nope. It's coming in a week. They announced now, it, I think, Thursday. That's smart, like, business-wise, too, I think because so. that yeah. catches Microsoft off guard. Mm-hmm. Um, Sony may have not planned for June. I think they did, because they probably were like, well, we're going to do something around E3. Um, 
but they may have not. And so they may have been like, oh, Microsoft's doing something in July and they already screwed up. We can capitalize by uh, <laughs> having a full month, month and a half of just dropping yep. bomb after bomb. Yeah, okay. so we will we will have a full review of that next week. I was going to ask, did you guys see any wording of like the posts or anything? Like what did they do? Like Microsoft style, like, oh, gameplay reveals and blah, blah. Like did they really? All I've seen is the future of gaming. Yeah. Okay. Okay. With the PS5 so logo, a bit on. more it's vague, which is what Microsoft should have done. <laughs> yeah, it's very. It doesn't tell us what we're gonna see. Now, maybe some reporters and others journalists have discovered and gotten sure. some insights on. Yeah, they're, they've said they're gonna reveal the console. Or yeah. What it look? I don't know. Um, but all we know is it's they had a PS5 logo and it said the yeah. future of gaming, and I love that. It's best to be more vague in that sense. Yeah, because then whenever Microsoft. you deliver, you can't say, you promised something yeah, else. Yeah, exactly. Um, or it's okay to not be vague because they can also backfire because one of the things I saw immediately in some of the other groups, uh, and maybe even in our group, was, you know, you, you put this out here, the future of gaming, immediately people are like, Oh, Horizon Zero Dawn 2, you know. Well, then that's, what, that's their own fault, though. Yeah. But that's what I'm saying. Yeah, I'm no, not I saying know. you can blame Sony. I'm right. saying when you keep it vague like that, people then hype it. If you do it right, like if Microsoft would have been like, this is what we're doing, and then actually do it, then yeah. that actually works better. It yeah. does, if you outline it and deliver. Absolutely agree with you, yeah. Um, Nintendo doesn't have a ton of news, but a couple things that I want to highlight. I started watching this YouTube channel called Switch Up. It seems like a collection of guys that do reviews, impressions. They also do, I would call them, and I think they call them this too, performance impressions for certain mm -hmm. games on the Switch specifically. So like, for example, the 2K just released a whole bunch of games on the Switch. The Bioshock Collection, XCOM 2, and Borderlands. Um, so you can play a whole bunch of those games uh, on the Switch now, which is awesome. But the big question mark is, how do they look? How do they play? Are, is it a mess? Does it work? Does it work great? Like XCOM 2, for example, I would argue doesn't play well on the PS4 or Xbox either. It doesn't play well on those systems. It struggles. Like the frame rate is awful. It, it gets hitched up a lot. There's a lot. It's janky. And so apparently a lot of that is carried over to the Switch. It's just it also doesn't have as good a resolution. So mm. I don't know that XCOM 2 is necessarily a home run on the Switch, although that style of game is great for that system. It just doesn't seem like the performance is amazing. It doesn't sound like it's awful, but it sounds like if that frustrated you on the other consoles, they didn't really fix it here for sure. Um, but it was cool to listen to these guys break down and really show a lot of video of uh, Bioshock. They went through a couple of those as well as uh, Borderlands. And those, those look really good on that small system, especially in handheld mode where you don't have to project it up to this huge resolution um it looks and they play they, they appear to play very smoothly um i'll get them when they drop in price same yeah when they're on sale i'm gonna grab these so i think it's very cool that they were able 2k was able to, to for the most part it sounds like deliver good experiences of these games i'd like on, the mafia on, trilogy released on it too um but yeah so i recommend those guys go give that I mean, it's funny may 29th was a big day to spend money on the switch also this wasn't on may 29th but it was within the last week uh journey to a savage planet also released on switch i didn't realize that was even going to be on switch but that somewhat stealth released on switch and they did a performance review of that and overall seemed pretty impressed with it they, they talk about how you know certain areas some of the textures and stuff had to be down res but overall the performance apparently stays pretty good um so there you go there's some some nintendo talk but let's jump into our video game book club 
We're going to talk about the first four chapters of The Last of Us. I want to get you guys your impressions, your thoughts on each section. So we'll start with the prologue and then we'll work our way through. So if you haven't played this before, first of all, what in the world are you doing? If you've got a PS4, you should have this in your PlayStation Plus library already. And if not, you can still buy it for pretty cheap, the Definitive Edition. Go get it. Go play this game right now. What's wrong with you? Um, otherwise, we're going to dive in to some spoilers here. So Last of Us Part 1, game fires up, and right away, I'm reminded of what's about to be one of the saddest moments in gaming. Oh, yeah. <laughs> With the prologue. Oh, absolutely. What'd you guys, how'd you guys think they did, uh, especially if you think about it, uh, at, at the time, all we knew of Naughty Dog, for the most part, was like uh, Jack and Daxter and yep. Uncharted, right? Yeah. Pretty much is all yeah. we knew. Yep. And then all of a sudden, you get this very serious and what i felt like was a very sincere father-daughter interaction on the couch there and as they as they get ready to introduce this stuff what did you guys think about that replaying it through did you still buy it did it still feel as quality as it did back in the day oh yeah the acting is fan is fantastic and you need to remember too this is technically not a ps4 game it's it's uh end of ps3's life one song for the ps3 yeah yeah so obviously visuals not as good you know, good as the games that are made specifically now yep. but yep. still visually the impressive the animations on the face are actually pretty great considering mm-hmm. how old the game is um you definitely feel the emotion of the characters and better and, than greedfall am i right guys yeah. <laughs> don't you be knocking my uh, game <laughs> which has better combat <laughs> oh my gosh greedfall <laughs> last one but, um, keep going he didn't yeah, even get just, to the combat once yeah. he started running around with the he's, character. He's, he's correct. He's correct. Yeah. But it was – was it just Druckmann that wrote Last of Us? I, I'm not 100%. I mean I know he did write it. I just don't okay. remember if it was just him. But um, yeah, yeah, he's obviously very good at, at this this series because even yep. just the, the stuff that we have seen of Last of Us too. Like I just I, – I feel that emotion. I, I feel that, that heaviness – um, that darkness that this whole series and uh, or I guess these two games well mm-hmm. technically this what left behind is it left behind yeah left behind yeah. left behind yeah there's just a lot of weight and heaviness uh, it, it, I mean it's it's dark material like what's going well, on that's what I was gonna say like I, I saw um, I, don't know, I think it was an unlocked or some other group saw people saying they don't understand why so many people like The Last of Us they feel like it's overhyped blah 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 and and I've seen this opinion before. That's a very and, jealous opinion of we want games on our console, but continue. Such a broad well, opinion. Well, I don't think it was just an unlocked. I've, I've seen a lot of like bashing of The Last of Us recently. Okay. But um, maybe it's because I'm in the we hate The Last of Us group or something. Yeah, um, that's probably the problem. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, any but, game that's legitimately, I think, excellent. Like I think if you really just look at it objectively, and you're like, this is an excellent game through and through. There's there's just gonna be a large group of people who are like, no, like it's too cool. It's too cool to like that. It, like no it's a terrible game you can't like it it's yeah they uh, pick it apart yeah. and that was what i was kind of gonna critique here and 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 really compliment you know, somebody who i feel like has turned from being really easy on games to now i just kind of hate on them if if i feel it's justified i was going into this playthrough not well again not overhyped and i was like paying attention to everything and i was like you know what this acting the pacing the characters the writing so even if you don't like the game let's say you're like objectively the gameplay is trash 
it is overrated. And then the other comment I see a lot, like a lot, is the story is cliche. Okay, the story is cliche to a certain extent, but the way it's delivered is what matters. It's the same thing like whenever I hear people make these comments about Dragon Age, like the story is cliche. I've seen it before where you've got these monsters coming. Yeah, monsters are coming to kill, blah, 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 and you got to save the universe. That's almost literally every single video game. End of the world got to save it right yeah. so if you want to look at it at high level yeah it's all cliche when you get in the trenches and you start paying attention to the characters you start paying attention to pacing acting um scripts all that stuff and how it all plays out that's where i compliment the last of us and yeah. i would say it's yeah. not even subjective i think objectively it's one of the best games ever if for let's that, just start with the prologue piece that sets it yeah. up with, yeah. I think, making me attach immediately to those two characters sitting on that couch, right? This father and daughter. I connected with Joel because of how cold he was to his loving, sweet daughter. And I was like, yeah. that's me. <laughs> yeah. But also you can tell he still loves her to death. It's both. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And yeah. obviously that's even more like something that you guys recognize having children. Yeah. Um, whereas uh, my wife and I, we don't. But like, I still feel that connection there. And then, I don't know, do we want to just kind of go right into what happens there in the first, like, 15 minutes? Yeah, well, I was just going to say the reason why it's believable, in my opinion, is not just the acting and the writing, which is are both phenomenal. But it's about the fact that they give them what I feel like are genuine interactions. So, like, they even joke with each other. And he's like, well, how'd you get money for this? And she's like, that's drugs. I sold drugs. I sold crack. Like, Little things like that that feel like this is something some little smart-ass teenager would probably say. Sure. So I, I really I really appreciated that. And so by the time that crap starts to hit the fan, she wakes up in the middle of the night. Things are happening. She sees it on the news, explosions in the distance. Dad comes back in, and he is about to shoot the neighbor, right? Like As this stuff is all happening, I'm already very connected with and care about them. And so as they're trying to escape, as they're in, the, as they're in Joel's brother, in the Tommy's car – yeah. You know, and you're looking out the window to see all the destruction that's happening and houses burning. I'm really caring about them, and I, I really want them to to get out. Like, yeah. they're talking about where they want to go, and, like, part of me is going, just help them get out. Just get out of the city. Get out wherever they have to get out to. And as they get stuck and as they get deeper into these alleyways and stuff, I'm just panicked for them. Like, I know something's going to go horribly wrong. Well, like, in the – so in that – in that scene where you're in the car and yeah. you're technically playing the daughter, right? And I don't know if you guys know, uh, move the camera around because you're did. in the car, you can literally move it all the way around. Like you can yeah. see, there's all this environmental storytelling going on. There's things like going the on family around. that you don't stop to help. You can look yeah. back and see them still waving at you as yeah. you go past. Mm-hmm. The house in the distance that's burning. They're like, oh, mm-hmm. wasn't that such and such's farm or whatever? Yeah. Like, just all the stuff that's happening on the way to the highway, which is backed up. Yep. So then they're like, well, we don't know where we're going. And then, you know, a freaking patient comes out from the hospital from the left attacking somebody in a car. And then they're trying to back up because it's like, well, people are starting to run towards us. And we don't know why because they don't know what's going on yet. So what do you guys um, think about a quick time event in moments like this, like Chris Square to kick the window? Like at this point, it's second nature it doesn't bother me. Do you guys still want that kind of thing in games? It's definitely an old thing. I don't think it really needs to be something anymore. And like, cause I mean, why, why do I have to hit square in that moment to hit? Yeah, what am I getting? Could have just out shown of us, shown us that he's yeah. kicking the window. In, yeah. Like, what am I getting out of that? Moment? Eric, do you want that to feel like you are Joel in that moment? 
to kick the I think it, it gets dangerous if you start taking that stuff out. And I know it sounds stupid because you're like, well, you end up playing it after it. But it is still first and foremost a game. Right. And part of the what makes a game a game is that you're controlling it. So do you have to have quick time in that? No. I but you would, like having it. I like having it there just because, like, hey, I'm the one that's – I'm controlling Joel. So if he's kicking the window out, I need to be doing it. Yeah. But isn't there if a better way a to cuss. maybe do that, though? Like, maybe uh, almost, like, be like – so he wakes up in the in the freaking truck that's upside down, right, or sideways. Like, mm-hmm. why not just have it so, like, he's maybe, like, trying to move around slowly, but he's like, oh, my side or something, and then, like, you're just pressing what would be square because that's the melee button anyways, right? Mm-hmm. So instead of having it be a quick time event, I don't know. It's just it's. I think it's just like an old thing where they want to do certain camera angles and they want you to be in that scene and you're just pressing a button to do the action. But it's like I don't know. This is almost kind of like a disconnect. I think. I mean, and, I guess the point I was trying to make is, and we don't have to divulge on this too much, sure. but like, is once you start critiquing stuff like that, then you can start looking at other unnecessary button All right. presses and stuff yeah, like that. Fair. And That's you fair. end up just watching a movie. Yeah, no, that's it's fair. Like, this is all point. So you mean a Kojima game? Yes. <laughs> so of course, Gary and, 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 uh, and the daughter, Sarah, her leg is all messed up, so Joel has to carry her. I found that part to be both endearing and just heartbreaking because I knew what was coming. Yeah. You know, we, we all know if you played the game that his daughter's going to get shot in this horrible moment and die. And so you know it's coming, and he's carrying her, and he keeps saying, just look at me, baby, look at me. Like that whole thing was so well done. Yeah, and uh, I know Troy Baker is kind of like the superstar voice acting or whatever else. Some people don't like him. What I don't really care. He's amazing in this. Oh yeah. And the lines he's delivering and the motion he puts behind it were really gut punching me, even though I've played this game before. I feel like that's um, such an awkward scene, right? You have this actress who's like making these sounds of like I'm dying right now, mm-hmm. and then this other person that's acting as the father, like genuinely like, like Seems oh like oh crap, my daughter really is like about so to die. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so there's the part where he's carrying it, of course. Then they get confronted by the soldier who's told over the radio, obviously, kill them both. Right. And so he tries to kind of spin out of the way and use his body protector. But obviously, it looks like he does He does get hit, but obviously not in an important... he gets nicked or something. Yeah, yeah he, gets, he gets hit somewhere in the shoulder or something like that. But he's going to be fine. She, of course, takes a bullet right to the torso and within a few minutes bleeds well, out. Tommy, just... the brother, shoots the soldier, right? Yeah, Tommy takes the soldier out because he was going to come kill Joel too. Yeah. Um, and then she bleeds out right there in his arms. It's just so heartbreaking. And then it oh, jumps yeah. to the credits. You know, the Last of Us credits start going, and it yep. and it Music. gives you like the news reporters' voiceovers, and then boom, twenty years later, now you're you're like fifty year old Joel. Yep. I would imagine. I'm, he rough. had a he had a thirteen year old. I think she was. I imagine he was in his young thirties. Now he's probably in his young fifties. Yeah. Um, yeah, so they don't actually say how old at all. So. They don't. I think it's fair to say late 40s at the youngest, yeah. probably early 50s. Um, still looking like a stud muffin, rocking the sure. beard. A little gray. Um, little gray. Yeah. yeah. Got some, he's got the gray and the wrinkles, but he still looks awesome. Yeah. Um, so then they jump into that's that chapter one is really just that prologue where you you lose the daughter, you get the setup of here's how this stuff all begins, and then they jump into um, showing you what life is like now in your partner slash friend although not very friendly friend uh tess you get introduced to her and and there's some stuff going on with somebody named robert so you start to learn like here's what's happening now 20 years later i think I they're gonna... more than friends tim yeah probably i think they're more than friends 
Probably. She does say hint at that before the end of her time on the game. Yeah. Um, but let me ask but you guys this. That was the worst relationship ever. I will say that because they don't <laughs> like say anything to each other except like, it's a, it's a pretty bad one. But one thing I did notice, and it starts here, is that listen, I'm not suggesting that a game like Last of Us should ever pretend that it's a comedy and have a whole bunch of funny lines and banter. I'm not pretending that at all. So don't misread me. But every character that you meet is so serious, always, like everybody. So that I mean, that part bothers me a bit. On the other hand, I have to acknowledge maybe that's what it would be like in that scenario. Yeah. Maybe. Well, but I mean, everyone is always right now, so serious and they're so intense and they're they're just like there's no one who's just at least a little more relaxed as they're talking. Nope. Well, Everyone's. Let me let me, uh, let me put put this in and maybe you guys will agree or not i noticed that too like again i'm playing through the game and i'm going i got to the scene um and we'll talk about it obviously when we get to it later but we, i got to a scene where it was like kind of your in the darkness of this game it's the shining light right and in that scene you get to see ellie like experience i would say her first moment of joy and yeah. ellie is kind of for me and I think this is what kids represent in this in the game. Well, yeah. Ellie is your joyful character. Like if you look at her and, and even his daughter before she dies, I know she's not in the game long, but the whole time she's in the game with her dad in the same scene, he's very dark and grim and serious. She's very lighthearted, like sweet, trying Playful. to get him to yes. And it's the same thing with Ellie. Like Ellie is a, a badass and she she's she gets tough and all that stuff but she's also a kid she's also and funny some of the stuff she says to bill yes, especially is that was what i was trying to say is she, <laughs> she is, is funny she is your light-hearted less serious character even though she takes it serious even though she's been raised in this world that's very dark and grim she isn't as tainted as yeah. all these other people like that's true i again i my perspective has changed when i play video games like i I've changed a lot. And again, I'm not going to make it about me because I've talked about it before, but I've experienced a lot of trauma and it's been in a negative way that I've changed where like, I don't experience as much joy and peace and, and I don't see the world as a bright light place as I used to. And so when I see characters like this, I was like, in the past, I didn't fully connect. I didn't see them as not accurate or anything. Now I feel like I understand them more. So when I'm like watching these characters and how they're so cold to each other, when I'm like, like we'll use Tess and Joel as an example. I think they were not an item. I think they were more like partners who probably slept together. Like, hey, well, yeah. I'm, I'm horny. Let's just do this. Right. But they cared about each other, but they both, because they're so cold and broken, would never express that. And they're and not super like romantic people. No, right, right yeah. It's romantic yeah. of like this, like post-apocalyptic, whatever yeah. that version of that is in this post-apocalyptic world. Yeah. But in the world that we live in now, there's a lot of people walking around like that that do not know how to express, do not know how to show love because they are broken and cold. Now imagine sure. going through the trauma of an apocalypse and all that stuff and seeing a bunch of people you cared for die and stuff like that. So I think that I kind of get that's why a lot of the characters are so serious so cold so dark so joyless um you, know, you have a few shining characters a few younger characters yeah 
that come in. Even like later on in the game, you meet up with a, another two people. One's a young kid, one's mm-hmm. kind of older. Um, the older one is the wiser, darker one, and the younger one is the more, I wouldn't say he's lighthearted, he's more beat down by the older one. So you see he still wants to be a kid, he wants to be he wants to live that way, but his older adult friend is very negative towards him as far as how he needs to act, how he needs to live, and it's beating him down. So you're seeing him being raised in that, if yeah. that makes sense. Yeah, you know, I, I don't disagree that maybe that's the best way to portray characters in this world. I don't. I think that's actually good, and you, you make a really good point. Someone like Ellie is meant to be our breath of fresh air and she absolutely is that throughout the game and i love dialogue she has with joel uh that being said that's why games like this can be exhausting at least to me i don't know if it's the case for everybody but after a while i'm kind of like right, i gotta go watch the office or something because there's <laughs> just so everyone's a downer and everyone well, is super every conversation you have and i know it's because of the story and the journey you're on but every yeah. conversation you had you have is life or death do we kill them or let them or, or let them live do we do we what's the plan like it's always planning things out in this most intense way, and it can be kind of exhausting. So well, like, I, I'm, I'm just noticing that more this time around. This is so, like, this is, you know, a, a work of fiction and not real world. It's it's fictional, taking place in the real world. But, I mean, look at what we're going through right now in real life. Yeah, and, like, and so many of us are just, like, we're just, like, so unbelievably stressed and anxious just because we have to stay inside a lot. Yeah, so, true. like, think of that, like, what we're doing right now, but imagine if, like, this actual COVID virus really started turning people into mushroom people who wanted to nom on your neck. Then it's like, well, that's terrifying. I'm absolutely yeah. not going outside. And then, yeah. you know, things are going to get worse. And that's well, the quarantine to make more sense. Am I right? Yeah. yeah. Um, so <laughs> no, that's, a, that's a good point. You make a really good point. Um, I'm yeah. just noticing it more this time. I think it's oh, just yeah. for me personally. It makes me want to jump, kind of bounce back to, for example, a Xenoblade to kind of balance Which this out a little like bit. I'm saying that's probably why top, it sticks out for like, you. It does. Yeah. it does. Yeah. It does stick out for me. But um, yeah, so then they we get we meet Tess. We kind of see, I think they want to establish for us how Law & Order works now, like with the Army, with their checkpoints, and you have to have certain papers and all this stuff. But all that quickly goes by the wayside as you and Tess go on this hunt for someone named Robert to take him out. And they really, that whole segment, I think, is used as a tutorial for the game. Here's how yeah. to sneak around. Here's how to knock guys out. Or if you want to just open up open fire, you can do that too. Here's how to pick up a board and beat someone to death with it. It's all those kind of things. They're kind of teaching you the game. Indeed. Um, but uh, and then of course you get to violently break Robert's arm, get the info you need, and then Tess shoots him in the face. Which he deserved it. I mean. Yeah, he kind he of took did, their I guess. guns. So you, you yeah. Know. What a jerk. But um, I do remember at this point in the game wondering, like, is this game just kind of about when I first played it? Is it just kind of like this is what life is like now? Um, is it like what's the point of this thing? And I love that right after that whole sequence with Robert, now you you get introduced to Marlene. You discover that the Fireflies are actually in really poor shape. At least that segment of them are. They're not doing great. They're pretty much wiped out or at least beaten down pretty bad. But there's a mission, a really important mission, and it's actually one for all humanity, not just for one group that they're trying to accomplish, and they want to bring you in on because they need your help. They're, they're kind of stuck. And I really liked, I liked that. And Derek, back to your point, yes, most stories, whether it's comics, movies, TV shows, video games, it's going to have some sort of that, – that's the whole point. That's what a story is. It's going to have some sort of here's your setting, here's your characters, here's the problem, and usually it's going to be a major threat to humanity or 
the world maybe even and then you the hero or the hero that you're watching is going to go and help or at least try to solve it and so that's where you we get introduced to ellie and we pretty quickly learn that she has been bitten and is not turned it's like a three weeks old or something like that right yep Mm -hmm. so and that's actually what's interesting because like so it's it seems like she's about the age of what joel's daughter was at the time right when she was murdered so of course that's what they're gonna do right they're gonna pick that this character that is sort of potentially the savior of the of the human race of what's left of it Mm -hmm. is sort of the antithesis of of the daughter like oh it's also this little girl who's about the same age and could potentially you know he's he where joel is in his life 20 years later in this world where everything is just this it it doesn't seem like it matters but you're just going through the motions and and there's this this little ray of hope that he doesn't believe immediately obviously because he's like no that's that's insane why that's not a thing but tess is actually the one who's like well wait a minute hold on let's Mm -hmm. Let's sort of figure this out because if she's telling the truth, she's saying she got bitten three weeks ago. You know, yep. yeah. So yep. she has more hope in her heart clearly because she's the one that actually is like, let's follow through with this. So. Yeah, it's interesting. There's a moment where Ellie says something kind of funny, kind of a little bit snarky. I forget what Joel asks her. Like, is that all you'd hoped it would be? Like, he's kind of being a jerk. Yeah. And she gives a, she gives it right back to him. I forget exactly what she says and then starts walking away. And then he makes this face almost like this little smile. And you can see him all of a sudden just think. Yeah. And they don't say it. And I love that they don't say it. This is one of the few video games that in their story, they allow there to be subtlety. And either yep. you're going to pick up on it or you're not. And boy, do I love that about this game. Because mm-hmm. um, it's not on the nose. You know what I mean? It's not like Joel has to. It doesn't have Joel say out loud. Boy, that reminds me of my Sarah. Like he doesn't say something <laughs> stupid like that. He just and that pauses. flashback scene. It, yeah, please don't do that, right? Of her saying something similar. No, it just shows he pauses and thinks, and then Tess all of a sudden goes, "Joel, you coming? What's up? Oh, yeah, yeah, sorry." And he starts walking. Like, yeah. but I picked up on that right away, and I love that kind of stuff. Yeah. I think that's part of what makes this game really so. It magical. does, and as we keep going through it, that's the probably the best part that I'm experiencing right now is watching the subtlety. Cause again, when you replay a game, especially six times, the cool part about replaying it, yeah, the combat and all that's still fun, but the cool part is picking up on things you miss the subtle things. Sometimes it's a mystery. Like when I played Bioshock infinite, it was picking up on several mysteries that I miss for this game. It's more like picking up on the writing and how, uh very this is what i was talking about with the pacing the pacing and how it felt or uh, it felt like organic yeah organic how Mm. this relationship evolves and what i mean by that uh, breaking it down is joel is clearly cold and broken um he does not let anybody in his life that includes tess so tess only gets what joel allows in his life yeah. So that's the same thing that's happening with uh, Ellie. When Ellie first starts this journey with him, she is more open. Why? Because she's young. She's yeah. She has experience. You learn that in the DLC. She has experience hurt and brokenness and stuff like that. But she's still young and she still hasn't dealt with it as much. In fact, Joel at one point in my playthrough, you hear him say to her, she says, I've experienced a lot of loss. And so he's like, you haven't experienced nothing yet. 
And what he's doing is he's doing a comparison and saying, yeah. you have not gone through what I've gone through. Yes, you've gone through something, which at this point he doesn't actually even know, but you have not experienced what I have experienced. Yeah. So the subtlety and the organic way that they bring this and evolve this around to where Joel is so cold, he, he knows that this girl wants a father figure. Like he yeah. already knows this. He even makes comments later on in the game. He knows this. But he is pushing it away. Why? Yep. Because there's a fear built in him that he is going to repeat what he had already oh, yeah. experienced. Yeah. And why he would, does Why would you want go through that, that again? You know. Exactly. Yeah. So I. That's what I love about it. That's why I said when people are like, it's such a, a cliche story. I'm like, even maybe that part is cliche to you, but the way it's delivered and the way it's done and watching it slowly unfold not yep. like tim was talking where it's like joel thinks a thought and goes i do love you ellie <laughs> <laughs> no, like, i'm so glad that's not what this game is you know he's not gonna do because so many video game stories do that and it's so on the nose and that's what makes it frustrating as a gamer sometimes it's like oh this the main plot points are good but boy some of this writing is cheesy yeah and that's not the case here. You know, what's it's interesting a, is when you meet Bill. So after we can talk about tests in a second, but after yeah. a bunch of stuff happens and it's just Joel and Ellie and they go to meet up with Bill because Joel's thinking like, all right, Bill owes me some favors. So I yeah. think he can get us a car and get us out of here uh, to go find Tommy and all that stuff. Um, then they go meet Bill. And as soon as you meet Bill, I think my opinion of what of how Joel was treating Ellie totally changed. Cause up to that point, I'm like, man, Joel, stop being such a dick. Like Ellie's just a teenage girl. She yeah, doesn't, yeah. she didn't do anything to you. And, um, but then all of a sudden you realize like, Oh, actually Joel's being pretty freaking nice to Ellie. Yeah, yeah. Like, he's being quite the gentleman and really nice. Cause Bill shows you what it looks like to be yeah. mean to someone. Bill like as soon literally... as he meets her, he looks at her and then starts handcuffing her. Like he's getting ready to just like, Nope, don't trust you. Bill is literally just a representation of, us people us massachusetts people really because yeah. that actually is where the game takes place in the beginning there yeah. after the 20 year get, uh, jump it's actually it's takes place it's in boston you're actually walking through boston there and yeah. then you go to um is it lincoln i think is where bill is that sounds right so yeah that's he's basically just a bostonian but yeah as you're saying that Derek, it kind of struck me that you're right there's there's uh i love we keep using the word subtlety i love the the way that Naughty Dog has created this relationship that grows over time. And actually in the first four chapters that we just played through, or at least that we're talking about, um, it goes from Joel kind of hates being saddled with this burden to yeah. Joel holds it against her that Tess dies because they were on a mission to try to help her. And that's why Tess got bit and ended up sacrificing herself, which was, by the way, a pretty baller move. Um, it was. It was pretty, pretty awesome that she did that. And then he's kind of, he's like, don't you mention her name. You can't talk about it. So he's very cold to her. And I totally get why. Um, but then by the end of that chapter, as you're getting in the truck, right at that last scene as you're trying to start it and things are coming out of the neighborhood to attack you, right before you start pushing the truck out, if you choose to talk to Ellie, he'll actually go like, you know, you're doing a really good job. Like, I think you need to hear that. Like, I don't know if you guys talk to her right there, but that's what he says to her. Well, it's, and it's, it, To um... me, that's this huge moment where all of a sudden I started picking up on like, there's a bit of a father-daughter thing starting here all of a sudden. Well, and I also think it's uh, going back to Bill. There's two things that I want to mention about Bill. First, going off of what you just said, I think he felt like he needed to say that after watching Bill harass 
Ellie over and yeah. over and over. Like he really beat her down. Like yeah. he was terrible to her. So uh, another thing that they did, if you look at how Bill is, if you're an outsider and you're watching Bill and the way he's treating Ellie. And again, for some people, like for at least for me, when I play a game like this, I'm like, okay, I totally get every character being paranoid, not trusting anybody, um, cold towards everybody. Totally get it. So Bill's not acting he's not acting out of character. I it's pretty par acting, for the course. What yes, I, expect. I, I, I think he's acting the way most people. Well, he's, he's extra act. like careful. I mean, he has yeah. traps set up. Well, like, he's a survivor though. Like he's yeah, been yeah. through it. He's yeah. seen what it takes to survive. But here's yeah. the cool part about Bill's character who I didn't really like. And I still don't like, cause he is a dick, but the whole time he's a dick the entire time. He's even a jerk to Joel. Like he's yeah. never nice to Joel. Joel's right. never really nice to Bill until to the, the very end, end. Yeah, and yeah. if you go and explore the very end where between before you leave bill um you'll find a letter because bill finds his partner had left and and he thought his partner got out like was gone yeah he thought yeah. his partner had left and gotten out but his partner really had just left to try to steal the um engine that bill had always talked about but a battery that he, he was battery, never yeah. going to use and so he was trying to basically get away. Now, they think when they find his dead body, they find Bill's uh, partner's dead body, they think it's just like, hey, he got infected, so he was actually killing himself, you know, to make it easier on Bill. You, as Joel, find a letter where basically Bill's partner is like, I hate your guts. Mm -hmm. I hope you die. I never liked you. I yeah. never liked you, blah, blah, blah. Joel doesn't tell Bill this, but Bill, and he doesn't tell him this because he sees anytime the partners mentioned, you see a shift in Bill's oh, yeah. animation on his face. He's very like, he goes from being this hard, cold, mean person to there's a little bit of vulnerability, but he's not like an, an emotional nutcase. Do you, you can see the hurt. Do you guys um, read that as like partner, like partner? Oh, he's gay. Okay. Yeah, that's that's what I thought. But oh, I, I read it as they were in love, right. basically. Okay. Or at least Bill was in love with him. Like, I read it as romantic, but... Yeah. It's like in the no, where he says, I hate your guts, there, there is no, like, indication at all that it's that kind of relationship. Like, that dude just pretty much wrote a note and it was like, I hate your guts. I mean, I it's, it's, possible that that, it's possible that Bill. they were interested in each other. It's yeah. possible that only Bill was. But that's what I got from his emotion. The second yeah. he turns and he sees his hanging body and he's like, Oh, like, yeah, like Derek said, that the look on his face, just the blood draining from his face, like, oh, yeah. that's that's the. By guy. the way, you can give the note to Bill. Did you do that? Oh, really? I didn't know that. Yeah, so at, after you get the note, Bill's Wait, leaning against the front of the truck waiting, and you can go talk to Ellie. That's where you tell her, good job, champ, right, before you start pushing the truck. But you can also walk up to Bill and say, this is what I did this playthrough. And I, he hands it to him and says, hey, I found this. I feel like you should have it. And so Bill starts reading it and starts – you could hear him. He's actually – crying but he's also going like oh was it frank was that his name i think i think it's i think it was frank and he's just like oh frank you son of a bitch like he's like <laughs> he he hates somebody also you could tell oh, there's yeah. almost a little bit of a closure moment there happening too it's both it's yeah. really interesting if you give him the note well um, wow, I'm, glad, I didn't know that. I'm glad you brought that up because there are this game does those uh sort of like almost like what um 
Final Fantasy remakes would have did, the conversations that happen in between gameplay moments. Yeah. So, like, a triangle and, like, this little, like, kind of verbal signal pops up. So you can have yep. little, like, conversations in between certain moments. That are you optional. Play. You can totally yeah. skip them. But, yeah. but they're there. So that one, that one happens. And then, of course... You do finally get the truck started. You get out of there. There was some cool sequences that we didn't talk about, like at the high school and all that. But that's mostly gameplay. I thought it was pretty fun. I liked most of those There areas. are definitely some sections that I think, considering how we already said the gameplay is just kind of like not great. It's, mm-hmm. it's it's it's. I think it's great. Tim doesn't. I I it's find serviceable. All of it I, too, and I absolutely. I would love describe it as good. If someone if someone told me I need yeah. to give it a one word description, I'd say the gameplay is good. Yeah. But and like, thankfully, the rest of the game is so, so good. It's so amazing. The overall game, I would still call amazing. The gameplay doesn't bring it down. I, I think it's almost like certain areas, I think, lend to the gameplay better. So I yeah. think the gameplay shines in certain sections more than others. Well, I just it's... found myself being annoyed that really the only effective way to take out the clickers, for example, is to sneak up on them and use your shiv, which are very limited. And like Derek said, he's maxed out, so he or probably shooting. can use a million shivs before... Or you can shoot him and start a big fight with everybody running at you sure. if you want to. But I don't find the big group brawls to be fun at all. I actually find them to be frustrating because the camera's a little wonky. You can get attacked from any angle. I just – I don't love it. Um, so I much prefer – I do like when the game's at its strongest, I think, is when you can utilize stealth. You can utilize your smoke grenades. You can yeah. throw things to distract. You can sneak up, take them out, Molotovs. and then run and hide again. And so, yeah, there's some really good moments there. Um uh, there is a lot of fun moments, that, but I'm just talking about the main story beats. And then when you get in the truck and you're leaving and Bill says, all right, you can drop me off here. I'll head back to my base, basically. Um, Joel has this real moment of vulnerability with him. Like, hey, listen, that's that's really tough stuff what you just had to see. Yeah. And basically all Bill says is, are we even now? Like, do I owe you anything? Are we yeah. good? No. He goes back to his okay. cold pushing yep. you. Yeah. Then he's like, great. I don't want to ever see you again. Yeah, like, get get out of my... out. He said, get the hell out of my town. Yeah, get out of my town. Right? <laughs> get the so, hell out of my town. And I and I, I like that because that dude I don't want that dude to all of a sudden become this open spring of tears and and emotions. I like yeah, that, right. like that's who he is. That's how he survived. That's not in him anymore. Even if right. that was even something that was there in in, in the before all that stuff happened, like it's yeah. not there anymore. Gone now. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah, and I I do wonder because I don't think remind me again we're talking major spoilers here anyway. He doesn't pop up again in that game, right? he's no. you don't see him ever again no, i don't think so yeah, so we don't really know his fate uh maybe he ended up just dying on his own all alone he certainly was all alone so we'll see yeah. if we ever hear anything else about him or not but i liked that whole segment i like i liked the way that wrapped up the first third of the game kind of the first act yeah. of this game is who is joel and then who is ellie and then how they start to build a little bit of a rapport but then also it's like hey we're not going to keep you in this one spot you get and then go on this road trip and head over to Pittsburgh, which is going to be in our next section of our book club here. But, but boy, I am really enjoying it. I actually just finished that section today, and I played a little bit into the next section, which we'll get into. But I'm just like you, Derek. Like I was like, can I just tell my family to leave me alone? I'm going to keep playing this thing. But uh, I didn't. I was a, I was a good boy. So I real quick before we finish, though, because we don't have to go too in-depth, because obviously then there's sort of different levels to them as you sure. progress through the game. But, like... The darkest thing about the whole game, besides the world and just everyone's like sort of emotional state, is the enemy, which are people. People right. have been infected with this sort of uh, what is it? Uh, cordycept. Um, oh, is there a name for it? I guess I yeah, never really like, picked up. Yeah, because I was looking it up earlier just to see, because it's like a sort of fungus type of mushroom cordycept uh, fungus. 
Yeah. It's a strain of yeah, strain of cordyceps fungus. So basically they turn Made into muscle by umbrella. People. Yes, exactly. Oh, um, by the way, I meant to mention this. It's interesting that Joel, we talked about how you shouldn't trust anyone in this world in this setting right off the bat, right? They need to earn it. But I think the moment that Ellie has Joel's trust is not when she shows the bite. For all he knows, that was some wound she inflicted on herself and claimed it was a bite. He doesn't know. But it's when they're sneaking through the subway and she doesn't need a mask. He's just sitting there breathing the stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he goes, yeah. you can breathe in this stuff? And she's like, I wasn't lying to you. And then yeah. that moment, I was like, boom, there's a, there's a huge element of trust that all of a sudden went into yeah. place where he realized how special she was. I thought that, I thought that was cool too. But yeah. that's interesting too, because it's basically still lingering around. Like that stuff is floating around. You could still technically get infected because as you're playing the game, there's there's newly infected people, right? And there's different levels to it. So there's like what there's the runners, which are the ones that almost look like they're a crying blood. They have like almost kind of like mm -hmm. red tear. They're pretty fresh, right? Pre freshly yeah. infected. That's um, as soon as you get infected. Yeah, and then and then you go and then you have clickers, which are the ones that literally look like they have like mushroom faces, like it's the cordyceps are sprouting out of their faces. Which I would argue are the creepiest. Those yeah. noises they make, the oh, way yeah. they move around, like they're <laughs> the like creepiest. Yeah. yeah, and then um, yeah, because you do you do see the bloater with uh with Bill there in the in the gym in the high yeah. school. Yep. So you got yep. the bloater, which is like a big. That's boy. probably your first boss fight in the game, right? Yeah. I think Which I thought he as a boss is yeah. really easy to beat until the other guys start jumping in. And if you get too focused right. on them, which I had forgotten, I made the mistake, I forgot that he will charge at you and yep. then rip your jaw apart. And I was like, oh, yep. I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, so, so he's he's the big boy. So yeah. Oh, and by the way, levels. if you are replaying this like us, this maybe this isn't for everybody. Some people just want to make the game harder every time you play it because you should be better at it. Fair enough. I actually am not doing New Game Plus. I started, I kind of wanted to remind, see what it was like again at the kind of like see the progression because to me the progression is a lot of the fun of the game too yeah um so anyway i did not do new game plus but i did decide to play it on easy because i don't okay i rarely do that and i'm noticing there's still a good amount of challenge but they now have auto aim or at least aim uh, assist okay. where as soon as you aim it snaps to the at least the torso of whoever you're looking at yeah i gotta tell you for a game that i just talked about earlier that i don't love the gunplay that makes it way more enjoyable because sure. i don't have to battle against it and sit there and go i hate yeah. this i hate this like yeah. it snaps you right to them, and it's not an instant kill. You still have to aim up for the head or whatever. Yeah. But yeah. Anyway, I do recommend it if you're like me and it's not your favorite gunplay. Yeah. yeah, I just I just think it's interesting that like the context of the infection works within the world and and sort of still is like a video game where there's different levels of the infection as there would oh, be yeah. in real life. That's and true. you could see visually in the in the different types of people how far they've been infected or for how long they've been infected so it's true i think that's and cool. i do know they didn't show us but in the preview for last of us part two they did say there's going to be new oh yeah I well you call it new levels of even this, more right? time has passed oh. yep so the infection obviously is mutating and changing so yep yeah i'm really really excited for the last of us two now like really, really excited. i am too it also is making me really appreciate what I think we can fairly call a masterpiece of a game, the first one is, as I'm replaying it now. Yeah. It is it is truly amazing what yeah. they what they did with that game. It's definitely so. in my top five. For a while it was tied with Bioshock Infinite at number one, but I think after this last gen with The Witcher Three and Dragon Age Inquisition, some of the special games that came out, it dropped, but going back and playing it. I see why I love Oof, that game so and Bioshock Infinite yeah, so much. It's so good. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you for those of us who stuck with us to listen to our part one of this Last of Us book club. We'll do part two next week. And we'll also be talking about Sony's 
um, future of gaming. Hopefully we have a lot of stuff to talk about for that as well. It might just be those two things. We might just do a whole bunch of future of gaming and then jump into part two of our last of yeah. us review here. Well, so, we, we talk so much. We're going to have to do that. Yeah. Well, thank you, dudes. Thank you for listening, everyone who's, who's still listening. And uh, we'll see you next week. Peace. Here we go. Well, I do seem to attract the scum of the earth. Yeah, that sounds about right. Watch out! Boy, you are not ready. Pikachu! Do what you were born to do. You are a hero. Finishing this fight.